we were talking about there has to be some type of adjustment that has to be made. I don't believe anybody here has a perfect life. I believe we all can do a little better. Are y'all going to be with me today? Amen. Amen. As we continue to say, the first thing that we must do is take a clear look at ourselves. And I know it's tempting to look at other folk lives and sometimes we can look at people and say, you know what? I know exactly what you need in your life to be successful. But what I want us to do is take these lessons in and take them to heart. Let them let these seeds fall on fertile ground because uh, we need to be looking at our own lives. Because Amen. if we can't get ourselves together, what makes us think that we can help somebody else get Amen. themselves together? Amen. We need to create an actionable plan. I want you to take some notes today. I got a whole bunch of stuff to say in a little time. We need an actionable plan. Now let me tell you what an actionable plan is. It's a plan that you can actually put in action. There's no point in uh, fooling ourselves. There's no point in uh, saying that we're going to do something that we know that seems to be not uh, probable or possible to accomplish. We want to make a realistic plan. Something that we want to do for ourselves. You know how it feels good to go to the store and you see something that you want and you treat yourself to something good and it makes you feel good about it. You know, hey, I got this for me. I want to do this for me. But when we make an actionable plan, uh, an actual plan that we can actually put into action, believe me, is going to make you feel very good. Because you're going to be making progress, not only in the world, but you're going to be making progress in the Lord Jesus himself. Now, we talked about some heavy weights last week. We talked, about, we talked about forgiving one another. Being able to forgive ourselves. We talked about the ability to love. And we also talked about becoming a spotter. Now again, a spotter is a dependable person who helps to lift weight off those who are struggling. This is a person who encourages others, listens to people without judging their lives. This is a person that can be a true confidant, a person who will always steer people back to the Lord. God should always be the focal point. I want to discuss weight again today, but I want to put it toward relationships. Amen. Amen. There are seven different types of relationships that I would like to discuss. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on them, but we're going to hit it and quit it. Now, I want you to know that relationships can add value to our lives, but they can also lead us into a space that we don't want to be in mentally, physically, or spiritually relationships can also have the power to make or break our future outlook so that's why i believe it's imperative for us to just analyze the relationships that we have in our lives and we need to decide which ones we are going to sever and those should be the ones that no longer are prosperous in our lives 
If we want to have better relationships in 2020, we must make it happen. Better relationships, they don't happen on their own. We have to make those things happen. And that's why we're putting together or recreating, we're establishing an actionable plan. Believe it or not, relationships should be a joy to our lives. They should never be a weight in our lives. If you are weighed down today, you need to figure out a way how to get that stuff off of you. It's not going to prosper you. It's not going to give you the joy that you're looking for. It's not going to give you the end result that you're looking for. You need to clear your mind and be all about you just for a minute. Are y'all with me so far? The first relationship of discussion that I would like to bring to you today is the one that we have of God. I want to go over to Jeremiah chapter number 17. And the seventh verse, that's Jeremiah chapter number 17 and the seventh verse. The Bible says what? Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. Who trusts in the Lord. Who trusts in the Lord. And whose hope is the Lord. And whose hope is the Lord. We can't grow in Christ without trusting in God. God has to be our hope. If we don't have God in our lives, we don't have nothing. As you know, as well as I know, it only takes a few seconds to receive some bad news. But we need God to hold on to us and we need to hold on to God. We need to have a better prayer life. We need to pray. You don't need something bad to happen to you to pray. Pray and just thank God for life. Thank God for protection. You know. People breaking houses and they do all sorts of things. They shoot people and they stab people. It's a blessing to wake up knowing that God protected us all during the night. Increase the prayer life. We don't have to get on our knees and pray for 30 minutes every time we pray. We can have a short prayer. Lord, help me. Or Lord, thank you. Lord, I'm just glad to be alive. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for sending my kids home from school healthy and safe. It's a blessing for your kids and my kid to come home without any harm or hurt. Meditation time. You need some time to think. We got to get off the phone some of those times. And thinking time, meditation time, is not the time that you actually call somebody to tell them what you're thinking. It's the time you sit with God and tell him what you're thinking. Meditate. If something is not going right, think about it. I didn't say worry about it. I said think about it. Amen. Amen. Study habits. We got to make some time for God, y'all. Think about it. A lot of people, they only come to church on Sunday morning. You give God an hour, two hours, whatever. And sometimes we don't even pick up our Bibles until next Sunday morning. We need to give God some more time. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm not saying after today you're going to take your Bible and you're going to study for an hour every day. But just start off with a little, a little something. Amen. Amen. A little passage. Amen. Amen. Something to get your day started off. Amen. 
a little, just a little scripture. You know how we always say, you know, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever. If you say that enough time, you're going to start to believe it. Yes. Study a little bit. It'll make you understand why you think the way you think and why people think the way they think. It'll make you understand how powerful God is and why we need to live our best life while he's given us the opportunity. Our attendance. It's got to be more than Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter. We got to give God some time. You know, I've gone places that I didn't even want to go. And played the part when I got there. Why can't I push myself to come here to worship? Amen. Amen. Now, we should come to Bible study, but check this out, D. I'm saying let's start first with being faithful to worship. Amen. Amen. Nothing should be able to draw us away from God. Amen. Amen. If people have a party, there's a party after I get out of worship. Amen. Amen. If you schedule that party during worship service, you won't see me. Amen. Amen. And if you schedule it too close to when I'm supposed to get out, you won't see me. Amen. Give God some attention. Amen. Amen. Participate in ministries. Amen. Let your face be known. Each one of us ought to ask ourselves this question. If I disappeared from Lansing, what would be missed? Now, some people may say, well, what does that mean? Let me bring it closer. If you have a job, and if you're not at work and no one misses you, I strongly advise you to start looking for some new employment. There should be a deficit when we are missing. Amen. Amen. And it's not only the preacher. Everybody Amen. should Amen. have an active role doing something. Amen. Amen. Somebody say, I can't teach. Well, everybody is not a teacher, but can you can encourage the teacher. Amen. We need to participate. When you participate, you grow. You develop a stronger love for what you do for your congregation and for Christ. This is all for us. Giving. Don't allow money. To become a wall between you and God. Amen. You know I found out the other day that coals are open 24 hours. They raking in all the money. And you know what? You're going to have people who are going to run out and they're going to buy gifts. And they're going to buy gifts for folk who they haven't even seen in a long time. And, and I'm not knocking that. Do what you do. But what I'm saying is we should be just that excited. To give back to God. Look what God has done for us. You can't repay God for what he has done. Tell me, how much does a heartbeat cost? How much does it cost to swallow? How much does it cost to walk, to talk, to taste, to touch? We can't pay God for what he's done. Some of us, we've been sleeping with Arthur for a long time. But God still gives us the health and the strength to get up, put one leg on, and put the other leg on, and keep.
keep walking. We may can't jump out the bed, but we can scoot to the edge and stand up. Give God the praise. Giving is nothing. Put them in your budget. Don't think about giving after you get here. You have the purpose in your heart. What does that mean? This means this is what I'm going to give God. Some of us, if you're not used to giving, write the check early. <laughs> write it early. I'm going to tell you the truth. Back in the day, when I was working, I used to get bonuses. And I was happy to get bonuses because bonuses are bonuses. That's unexpected money. When they told me how much my bonus was, before the check even hit my bank account, I had already wrote out the check that I was going to give God. Now, let me tell you why. Because when you see that big bonus, Satan said, look, now you know you need some ties and a washer and a dryer and a new suit. Believe it or not, sometimes we don't do it with intent. It just happens. God's money would get mixed with our money. And at the end of the day, we got the bonus and God got the tip. I'm just saying it 100. Make sure that you do what you can do to support the ministry. You know, I wish I could stand before you and say, Commonwealth Addison told us, since you are a religious institution, lights on us. I wish Nightcourt said, turn the heat up as, as high as you want. Heat on us. They ain't said nothing like that. They would tell us, you better learn how to praise Jesus in the dark and the cold if you ain't going to pay. But it's just not about the heat and the lights. It's about being able to function as a body. Being able to help folk who are in need. Being able to reach out and touch one another. Just even being out there uh, on social media or just, or, or just in, in a position to where we can continue to be on the radio. Some of you all may not have known this. We've been over on the radio for over 14 years. Amen. Preaching the word of God. Amen. But it takes resources. So, so, so don't, 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 don't just take God's money and mix it with your money. Make God a priority put him at the top I had to learn that I don't give God the money from the net I give God the money from the gross let me explain to you why it ain't God's fault that the federal government and the state taking all our loot he allowed us to make the loot. So we don't give God what is left. We break him off properly off top. Because when I want to get blessed, I want God to bless me off top. When I want health and strength, I don't want to wait till the afternoon. I want to get up with health and strength off top. So we got to put God on top of the stack. Make it a goal to grow spiritually. 
Gone are the days when you blame the preacher because you ain't growing. See, coming to worship service and listening to a good message, it will help you grow some, but it's not going to do it all. You're going to have to go home and do some research on your own. Go back and read the scriptures that you were given. Just like kids, it, 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 it amazes me how you can be in school all these months and a child will tell you, we ain't got nothing to study today. How is it you don't have anything to study? That's right. You require your child or your children to bring their books home every day. And if you don't, you should. Amen. Amen. Because why? You want them to read. It's not just good enough for them to look at a teacher, look at what the teacher wrote on the board, then come home and play games. Right. You want them to meditate on what they heard throughout that day. You want them to go back through and open that book and, 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 and if the teacher told you something up to page 41, challenge yourself. Now we're going to enrichment. Go to page 55. Go higher than whatever the Amen. teacher gave you. Amen. And that's the way we should be in the Lord's kingdom. Amen. Amen. Say it, brother. We need to grow and make it a point to grow. If we don't make it a point to grow, guess what? We will be spiritual midgets for the rest of our lives. The second relationship of discussion is the one that we have with our parents. I'm so glad that I see these young men and women who came from the children's church to join us today. Amen. I thank Amen. God that was a great move you guys did today. Amen. Children, be smart enough to listen to wise counsel. Amen. What that means is your parents, they've been through some stuff. Believe it or not, they didn't come out the womb 50 years old. They were once children as well. Amen. Amen. Do parents know everything? No, they don't know everything, but they sure enough know a lot of things. Amen. Amen. I still talk to my parents about things. Talk to your parents when you don't understand situations. Mm -hmm. When it seems that things are not right, just talk to your parents. Don't talk to a person who don't know any more than you. Because they're going to do the same thing that you probably would have done. Don't add extra stress to your parents. If anything, take stress off your parents. Love your parents. And I know some folk know this better than me. I thank God that I still have my parents. They're in their 80s, but I thank God for that because I know that people in my generation, a lot of them are losing their parents. And folk who are older than me, a lot of folk have lost their parents. You got to understand, you only get one set of parents, period. You may have somebody say, well, I'll be your daddy from now on, or I'll be your mama from now on. And that's good that auntie want to be mama, or that's good that uncle want to take daddy's place. But you know what? Can't nobody take the place of mama and daddy. And I don't care how old you get, it will always be Mama and daddy. Children, you're smart. You're smart. But be smarter. Listen to them. They have your best interests at stake. Amen. Amen. Enjoy being young. Stop trying to be grown. Grown folk want to be young. And young folk want to be grown. Enjoy being young. Be thankful for those who nurture and care for you. 
When you come home and you have food, thank your parents. If you stay with some guardians or grandparents, whomever is taking care of you, thank you. Amen. Amen. Because it didn't have to be that way. I'm still thankful Amen. for the times I came home and I smelled food on the stove. Amen. My mama fixed my food like I was my daddy. I would never forget that. There were times my energy level was on zero. But mama gave me the nourishment that I needed to continue to move on. Ain't nothing like eating, being able to go to sleep, waking up early in the morning, finishing what you got to do. Mama did that. Daddy was the one who was bringing the bacon home. And mama was frying it in the pan. Amen. I'm appreciative for that. Children, appreciate your parents. They're doing stuff for you. They're buying you things. And, and if they can't afford it, don't make them feel bad because they can't give you an $800 pair of shoes. Your feet ain't that expensive yet. I thought about it this way. Whatever my parents couldn't afford to buy me, I made it a point to get a job so I can buy it for myself. Encourage your parents on a continual basis. Just encourage them. Daddy, thank you for coming to my basketball game. Daddy, thanks for not going off on me and feeling disappointed when I missed that last free throw. Daddy, thanks for taking me in front of the garage and just shooting free throws with me all day long. Encourage. Y'all don't know. Children. Parents truly need encouragement too. They want to feel loved just like you do. And spend some time with your parents. Let them know you love them. Love all on your parents. Make them tell you, come on, get off of me. When they do that, that ain't nothing but love. Love all on them. The third relationship of discussion, y'all with me? Is the one that we have with ourselves. Let's go over to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter number 1 In verse number 7 You got that D? Yes sir What does it say bro? For God has not given us a spirit God of fear. has not given us the spirit of, the, 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 the spirit of what? Fear The spirit of fear God didn't give us the spirit of fear Keep going But of power But of power And of love Of love And of a sound mind That means that we shouldn't be scared Because we have power And we have love Amen. Not only Amen. do we receive love, but we also have the power and the ability to give love. Amen. Amen. We don't have the spirit of fear. We have to be true and real with ourselves. Amen. Amen. Know yourself. I don't want to be who people think I am. I want to be who God created me to be. Call a spade a spade. If you don't get it, don't tell folk you got it. Say, can you repeat it again? A lot of us get intimidated when we have to ask questions. Ask questions. Don't cheat yourself. Treat yourself. Amen. Amen. And this is not to be confused with being self-centered. No, it's not going to always be about us all the time but sometimes you need to treat yourself you know uh as i get older you know i don't need too much my son take my money now you know what i'm saying so i don't need that much but you know what make me feel good 
that I can go and get me something real good to eat, go in my basement, turn on my TV, and listen, look at a movie and listen to the sound. You know, you, know, you got the surround sound. <laughs> Man, you can't tell me nothing. You can't tell. I am happy doing that. Takes the blood pressure down. Escape from the world sometimes. It's okay to turn your mobile phone off. You don't have to text back all the time or return a call right away. How about some me time? Love on yourself. Baby, if you don't love yourself, believe me, ain't nobody going to love you like you can love yourself. Be more proactive than reactive. Toss procrastination out the door. Reward yourself daily. And let me tell you what I mean by that. You know how you have some things you don't want to do. Or they may be challenging to do. Whether it's at work, whether it's at home, or whatever the case may be. When you wake up, do those things first. Get the hard stuff out the way. Because you know what? When you don't do the hard stuff, you end up looking up, it'll be 11 o'clock, 11.30, 12 o'clock, lunchtime. Then you take an extended lunch. Before you know it, it's time for you to wrap the day up. Before you know it, you're in the bed. And what you say? I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Reward yourself early. Amen. Man, when you knock something out that you didn't want to do, but you knocked it out, you can pop your collar. Amen. Say it, brother. It's 8 o'clock in the morning, you popping your collar. Oh, man. You know what I'm talking about, D? That's good stuff. Procrastination ain't got nobody nowhere. That's right. That's right. And your health. Enjoy your health. Enjoy the fact that God is allowing you to move around and to be mobile and to see whatever God gives you. Enjoy that. Do whatever you need to do to keep yourself moving. I'm not saying that we have to work out like we're, we're going to be in the Olympics. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is just don't grow to be a couch potato. Yeah, say it, brother. Say it. Do something. Say it. Walk around and look at the beautiful trees and birds. You know, I didn't know nature was so beautiful until I stopped working. <laughs> because you know why? When you're working, it's hustle and bustle all the time. Hustle and bustle all the time. Go, 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 go. Mm -hmm. Slow down a little bit. Be confident enough to pursue the things that turn you on. Quit living for other folk. People tell you, I don't think that you should do this because this is not the time in your life that you should do this. Everybody doesn't see the vision that God gave you. You don't wait for nobody to confirm what you should be doing in life. You just need to step out on faith and do it. Amen. Amen. Be bold enough to say no to things that are not conducive to your life. Some of us can't say no. You ever been approached and a person presented something to you and you really didn't want to have nothing to do with it. But you said, yeah, anyway. And what you do, you argued with yourself all the way home. Man, I shouldn't have even showed up today. <laughs> then you got on the phone and called somebody, Sean, man, Jeff just called me, told me he wanted me to do such and such a thing. Why didn't he call somebody else? Why didn't you just say no? People don't realize it. No takes pressure off of you. People may not like the answer no, but you're going to love it. 
Because why? I'm letting you know. Don't depend upon me. I have no commitment here. I need to do what I need to do. I don't have time for this right now. Be bold enough to say no. Don't be afraid to spend some time alone. So you can reset and reboot. This thing here goes through a lot every day. You need some downtime. You know, some folk, when they get out of one relationship, they got to get into another relationship because they just can't be alone. Being alone ain't what you think it is if you ain't never experienced it. Try sometime. You just may like it. Be alone. Talk to yourself. If ain't nobody around, answer yourself. It's okay to be alone. You know what we do when we get some alone time? We invite folk into it. I'm calling Sean, telling him what I'm thinking by myself. Man, I got these ideas. Then Sean tell me I'm stupid. What I'm thinking ain't what I should be thinking. Now he got me all off base when the truth of the matter is God put some on my heart to pursue and I let Sean be the gatekeeper. That's right. Good point. Make some time for yourself. I'm not saying you have to isolate everybody. Don't come in here. You do. I'm throwing something at the door. No. <laughs> let folk know. I need to reboot. You know what? Electronics. We depend upon them more now than ever. Mm-hmm. Everything is on the, uh, dependent upon electronics pretty much. And, but what I do know about electronics, just being an engineer, is that they will break down. And they will break down when they get good and ready to. And a lot of times it's not at the right time, right? So here's the thing. Um, if you keep a computer up running all the time, all the time, all the time, eventually, and Jeff, you know this, it's going to lock up. It's just going to lock up. Just because. You know what you got to do? Reboot. Reboot. Amen. And sometimes shutting it down or, or just restarting it is not the key. Sometimes you actually have to shut it completely down and bring it back up. Mm-hmm. Your mind operates the same way. Mm-hmm. Reboot. Refresh yourself. Go take a shower. Sit down and chill. Eat a piece of fruit. Just meditate. Think on God. Think on beautiful thoughts. That's what the Bible tells us to do. We have to reboot our minds so that we can be better. Because if we can't get this together, we can't be good to, for no one else or for ourselves. Amen. Amen. Don't stay in a dead spot. You are alive. So keep it moving. Some of us, we've come across some disappointments in life and we can't move. You got to move. You got to keep it moving. Because when you don't keep it moving, not only do your legs stop, your arms stop. You know what else stops? Your mind. All you can see is that thing. You're consumed with that thing. We need to keep it moving. I'm going to tell you something. That's the trick of the enemy. Satan will have us to stay in the box that he put us in. But we have to be explosive. We have to have enough confidence and trust in God and in ourselves to get out the box that someone tries to put us in. Get out that dead spot. But you don't know I'm depressed. I understand depression is a true thing. But sometimes we bring stuff on ourselves. You got to tell yourself sometimes, I ain't going to let this get me. I know it's crazy, 
I don't know how it's going to turn out, but I'm going to trust God. I'm going to follow God. And let me tell you something. When you decide to follow God, people are going to think you're crazy. I don't understand why you think this is going to turn out so good. I know five people this happened to, and it didn't turn out good for any of them. But guess what? I'm number six. And look at what the Lord is going to do. Don't be so sensitive to what others think of you or say about you. Sometimes we spend too much time arguing with folk who ain't doing nothing for our lives. I mean, this is just 100. We need to learn how to cut folk off. And I'm not saying being cold, but cut them off. Hey, if you can't encourage me, and, I, and if all you got to say to me is something negative, how about this? Let's just keep it at high and by. We cool. We it, cool like that. Say it, say it. I don't, I don't you know, uh, me and Dion, Dion uh, has a job where he, he travels a little bit during the day, and whenever he gets a little free second sometime and he thinks of me, he'll give me a call and we talk. Always encouraging. If Dion was a discouraging person, I see his call. <laughs> I never pick up. Because why? Because I'm on 10. After I get through with him, I'm negative folk. Mm-hmm. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Amen. Amen. Get, and what I'm saying is you ain't got to tell nobody, listen, let me tell you something. Don't you call me no more. Don't you say nothing to me no more. And as a matter of fact, let me tell you about what your mama did. Your mama, you ain't got to go through all that. <laughs> Just play folks smooth. Play them cooler than the other side of the pillow. I'm just never available. There's some folk looking for me, and I ain't going nowhere. I just ain't got the time. Because I want to stay encouraged. You know, even when I'm discouraged, I want to be encouraged. So that I can deal with the discouragement. Because we're going to get discouraged in life. There's some things that are going to happen, but you need to stay encouraged. So when discouragement come, you can say, Lord, elevate my mind above this stuff because I can't deal with it. Amen. 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 Always prepare for your future. Don't put your future on hold for nobody. There's only one you and you have to look out for yourself. Don't be afraid to be happy or to pursue happiness. Stop believing that you cannot be happy and stop believing that you don't deserve happiness. Some of us, we've made some mistakes in life and we think that God just dealt us a hand that we can never play and never win. It's not true. If that was the kind of God that we served, we'd all be doomed. Because we've all done some crazy stuff. Be happy. The things that are not making you happy that you have control over them, do something about it. Is this making sense, D? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're complaining about your job that you've been on for five years, but you don't have an updated resume. <laughs> you ain't sending your resume to nobody. You ain't looking for no job. You just running your mouth. Every day you get, I hate this job. I hate everybody there. You know what? You know, I wish this building burned down. And, and, and hey, hey, oh, 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 slow that down. You need to go there and get that paper. But if you don't like the situation that you're in, do something, do something about it. Amen. And Say talking it. to him or him or her or her ain't going to do nothing about it. Because you know what church folk going to tell you? Just pray to the Lord. 
Do something about it. The reason why some of us don't do anything about it is because we're afraid. Amen. Amen. We don't even have confidence in our ability. We've been on these jobs for so long, we've got used to them. We're, we're, we're stagnated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We're comfortable. We don't want to challenge ourselves. We don't want to learn new things. But what I'm telling you is if you want to be a better you, if you want to make more money, if, or just do something different, then just be like Nike and just do it. Amen. Amen. Say it, brother. You don't need to stand up in front of the church. Let me tell y'all the 10 things that I'm going to do this year. You ain't got to share that with everybody. If you got a plan, put it in action. Amen. Just Amen. do it. The fourth relationship of discussion that I would like to bring with you is the relationship that we have with our children. Can we go to Psalm 127 and 3? Psalm 127 and 3. What does the Bible say? Behold. Behold. Children are a heritage from the Lord. Children are a heritage from the Lord. Keep going. The fruit of the womb is a reward. The fruit. What? Of the womb. Of the womb. Is a reward. Is a reward. Children are a blessing to us. Amen. Amen. And that's why we need to exercise more patience and understanding with them. Although we know that their problems are really not problems. But to them, they are problems. Amen. They have peer pressure. They go through things. Amen. Amen. We need to become better listeners. Mm -hmm. Talk to them. You know, my son, I always look at him as a mini-me. He, he reminds me so much of me. Um, I can look at him like my parents used to look at me. Mm -hmm. They say, boy, what's wrong with you? Nothing. What's wrong with you? You can look at him. I can look at him in his face. What's wrong? Amen. Let's sit down and talk. Amen. And a lot of times he has some valid things on his heart. Doesn't mean they have to do anything with anything that's going on in the house. It could be something in school. Amen. One time he told me, he said, Daddy, I got this teacher that's a stickler. I mean, everything you do, this teacher want to take off points. And it's just bad. I said, ooh, I love that teacher. <laughs> and then he was like, why? Why would you want someone like that? I said, let me tell you something. You need a stickler in your life. You need somebody that's going to keep you on your toes at all times. Somebody that's not going to let you just do stuff uh, 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 below uh, mediocrity. You need to rise. I said, I like those type of things. I said, you know, you don't look at this as being a chaotic situation. Look at this as being a, a, a situation that you can turn into a great opportunity. Uh, uh, opportunity to grow we need to see what's in our kids mind you know they got the social media thing going on now where a lot of kids believe that the way out of trouble is through death they're killing themselves let's just talk to them listen to them spend more time with them you know uh, I, me and my son we have a great relationship and I thank God for it you know I'm able to, 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 to grow with him I'm able to do things with him you know the other day now, this was really weird. Uh, I don't know if y'all know anything about this, but he, he, he's a little different from me, you know, in, in certain ways. You know, I was a little cooler than he was, too. But he got this thing where he don't like going to the mall even to buy himself something. He actually trusted me to go to the mall. Now, now, now this, is, this, is, this is my 13-year-old telling me I don't want to go to the mall. You go and bring home the clothes. Now that was a strange thing to me. 
Because I remember growing up. Had I let mom and daddy go to the store for me. Y'all already know. I see they shout for y'all sometime too. You wasn't gonna get you weren't gonna get no Nikes. You're gonna get some Ikes. But the thing is, he trusted me to go to the store for him. Whatever. You know, and I'm like, who's the father here? I'm the father. So after I got back, I asked him, you like these? But my point is, man, I enjoy seeing that cat grow. I enjoy seeing him, you know, go from talking like this to, hey, dad. It's spend time with them. They need that time. They need that closeness because if we don't spend time with them, somebody else going to spend some time with them. And they are not going to give them the counsel that God gave us to give our children. The fifth relationship of discussion that I would like to talk to you about is the relationship with our spouses. Let's go over to 1 Corinthians chapter number 7. Dion, you're doing real good today. I got your back. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Uh, start at 32 for me, Dion. The Bible says what? But I want you to be without care. I want you to be without care. He who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. Mm -hmm. But he who is married cares about the things of the world, how he may please his wife. Keep going. There's a difference between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried Let's just woman, stop there. Now, the Bible talks about caring for your wife or caring for the world. Let me explain this. It doesn't mean that if you are married, you don't care for God. But it means that some of your time is accounted for. Amen. Amen. You may not be able to spend all that time with God because you have to spend some time pleasing your mate. Amen. Amen. Now, what's the point in this verse? The point is, it's obvious that we're supposed to spend some time with one another. And that's what the Bible is saying. So we need to spend some intimate time. And when I say intimate, it doesn't always have to involve relations. Let's watch a movie together. Get a good response out your woman. When you go to the mall, grab her hand. Amen. When she's standing in line to buy something, come up behind her. Hug her. Kiss on her neck. Well, I'm going to turn y'all to some players yet. Show her affection in public. Amen. I ain't saying you got to be tonguing her down and all that stuff. But show her that you love her. And it works the other way. Show your man you love him. You know, we so simple. You know, Sean could be walking in the store, and my key say, ooh, Sean, your shoulders look like they brought her. Oh, for real? <laughs> <laughs> we need to rub each other's egos. Amen, amen, amen. Love on, love on one another. Amen. We need to be to the point where we can exercise more patience and understanding. Be a better listener. And guess what? We should fall in love with the Lord together. Amen. 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 Pray together. Amen. Go over the sermons together. Read a scripture or two together. I'm not saying you have to have all our Bible study all the time. But, you know, you know, you know in the house, we need, we need to make sure God stays there. Amen. 
And we need to use the Bible as the final say. Not what Tyrone or Sheila said. Keep God in the house and take Tyrone and Sheila out the discussion. We need to spend more time with our booze. Just spend some time. And everything we do doesn't have to cost money. Amen. Amen. Just spend time. Sometimes we believe, well, you know what? I'm going to make my wife happy. I'm going to send her a dozen of roses to her job. I'm going to make all the other women jealous today. But what you don't know is she doesn't even like roses. So every time you send them, instead of hurting your feelings, she takes the roses and gives them to her coworkers. Which comes to the other question, do you know what turns your woman on? I'm not talking about, the, again, this has nothing to do with relations. What makes her tick? Amen. What makes her click? What makes her happy? What makes your husband happy? What makes the house happy? Amen. These are relationships that we deal with every day. And believe it or not, they have a lot to do with your spirituality. Amen. Say it, brother. Say because it. Jesus can get lost in the mix when we ain't happy. That's right. Cater to the needs of your spouse Amen. without expecting anything in return. Amen. Now, I'm not saying that you... Let a person make a fool out of you. I mean, we're talking about two people who are really striving to do right. That's right. Not nobody who's trying to make a come up. Not nobody who's just there waiting on you either to die or to mess up. <laughs> we're talking about somebody who loves you, who you love. We want to be in a situation where we're so tight. It's like we're childhood friends. Mm -hmm. Cater to them. Mm -hmm. You know, this time that we talk about called Christmas, I ain't even talking about that. That's commercial. Skip the 25th. See, some, some of us need Santa Claus to tell us when to do something nice for folk. But if you real, you'll do it whenever your heart feels like doing it. You don't need Valentine's Day. You don't need Sweetest Day. You don't need Christmas. You don't need none of those holidays. Hey, baby, it's a holiday just looking at you. You know what I'm saying? Now, if you want Santa Claus, I can bring him to the house. How, how, how? <laughs> you know? Cater to one another. Women, do something different. Get you a foot bath. Tell your man, sit down, baby. Take them shoes off. Do his feet. I said, women, challenge yourself. You know what I'm saying? Do something nice. Some brothers don't know what it feels like to get them feet rubbed. We just been wanting them all year. We see our wife, hey, how you doing? I'm good. She ain't nowhere near our feet. Same with a woman. Same with a woman. Amen. She in the shower, meet at the door with the towel. Let me dry you off. Boy, I'm telling you, you're going to be certified players when you get up out of here. Dry off. Lotion her down. 
Make her feel nice. You know, folk look crazy like, oh, my good. You did it to somebody who didn't even care about you. Why not do it for somebody who's putting up with you? Love on them. This is a very vital relationship. You see this every day. You know how it feels to have an argument, then you on your way home to your beautiful house that you don't want to go to. You pass your own house. Sit out in the driveway, listen to music. Hands so messed up, you get out the car, leave it running. These relationships bring stress in our lives. And sometimes they potentially separate us from God because why? Sometimes we don't act like a Christian when we're going through these things. What I'm saying is, hey, if you want a better marriage, make it better. Make it better. Who you think going to make it better? Not talking to people on your job. And keep people out your business. You know what I, you, you know, so many people need to worry about their own business. You want to know who doing what, when, where. Let me ask you a question. Where your man at? Where your woman at? I know where my man at. I know where my woman at. Well, you go be there. You ain't got no business in nobody else's business. What makes one woman happy may not make another woman happy. What makes one man happy may not make another man happy. That's why you need to know your man. You need to know your woman. You need to be able to walk in the room with a lot of fine guys, but you ain't worried about it because you got the juice. You know what's going on. You need to be able to walk in the room with a lot of fine women. You don't care because you know you got exactly what he's looking for. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Treasure the woman or the man that's in your life. A lot of folk don't understand this. We in church. Your doggone right we in church. And this is where we need to learn how to treat one another at. Right in church. This is what it's all about. When you got somebody loving you, love them. Love on your person. You got an argument, y'all arguing with each other. Hey, forget that stuff. Life is too short. People are getting sick. Going through all kind of stuff. While you have health and strength and God is blessing your life, take advantage of that situation. The sixth relationship of discussion is the one that we have with our friends. Go over the Proverbs for me, D. Proverbs chapter number 18 and verse number 24. What does it say? A man who has friends. A man who has friends. Must himself be friendly. You got to start off being friendly too. Keep going. But there is a friend. But there is a friend who sticks closer. Who sticks closer than a brother. Than a brother. Be a friend that will stick closer than a brother. Be true. Keep it one hundred. When your friends are wrong, don't just agree with them because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Tell them they're wrong. If you're truly friends, you'll be able to overcome whatever you're talking about. Don't give advice when situations are over your head. Don't give advice to folk when you don't know what you're talking about. You know, some folk want to live life through your life. They want to see what would happen if you actually do 100 miles an hour and turn right. But a real friend, if Dion came to me for some advice and I know that I couldn't help him, I'm going to tell him, I don't know what to tell you, D. I ain't going to send him off. 
Why? Because we homies. I bring something to Jeff that's foul. Although in my mind, I'm on point. I was right. And Jeff listens to the situation. If he's really true to me, he's my true friend. He said, hey, Lee, I, I feel what you're saying. But I don't know if I can go with that, man. Maybe you need to rethink that. That's what true friends do. Amen, amen, amen. That's what they do. You don't, you don't agree with folk, and then when stuff blow up, you step back. I knew that. I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. Ooh, I knew this. Oh, I feel so bad. You don't have to feel bad. Control the situation. Be dependable and accountable. When you do something wrong, my bad. Be accountable. Even if folks say, don't ever say nothing to me again. I never thought you would do something like that. I'm sorry. I'm owning up to what I've done. And if folk don't want you in their life, God never told us to run up behind folk. If we need to chase somebody, it better be him. Be a joy to be around. Amen. Amen. And enjoy real, true friends. You know, some folk call you their friend, but they don't like you. And you know they don't like you. They just so negative. Everything is negative. You say, ooh, man, I'm going home. I'm going to eat some greens. Well, you're probably going to die. <laughs> Why is everything so negative? The seventh and the last relationship that I'm going to talk about is the one that we have with our boyfriend, our girlfriend, or we coating folk, or we go together, or we going out, we going steady, committed relationship, whatever we talk about, whatever they call it nowadays. And I'm talking only to grown folks, so kids, don't think I'm talking about your little boyfriend, your little girl. Y'all ain't doing nothing. I ain't talking about y'all right now. If the relationship is worth having, fight until it's right or take flight. Let me say that again. You fight until it's right or take flight. Don't let that relationship become who you are. Don't let it change your identity. You had an identity before the relationship. Love someone enough to let them find someone else to love them. If you know you ain't feeling them. If you know that you're not willing to give a person your all, let them go. And stop having fear when it comes to letting folk go because you don't want to see them happy with anybody else. You know, some of us, when we break up with folk, we want them just go in a hole and never come out. Tell them who is the best person in the world for you. Leave folk alone. <laughs> they deserve happiness too. But this is what I'm saying. We got to break these relationships in 2019 or we're going to live 2020 just like we lived 2019. The only difference is time. Don't be afraid to feel the pain of being lonely. Or to feel the pain of having a void in your life. Sometimes you got to be by yourself. Don't waste it being depressed. 
Invest in God. Get yourself together. You know, some of us, we've been through some rough stuff. And the truth is, we ain't ready for nobody anyway right now. We need to spend some more time with God so he can prepare us. Clear vision in 2020. I just wanted to give you a little bit. And I want you to know that every relationship that we talked about goes back to God. Amen. Amen. Because he is the center focus. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, brothers, y'all can attest to this. If the relationship that you have with your children or your wife, if, those, if that relationship or those relationships, if they ain't right, your day ain't quite the same. Some of us, we work some dangerous jobs. And we ain't even thinking as we take the salt and bring it down. Because why? We got all this stuff on our mind. Caked in. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. God has called us to peace. I'm pursuing peace in 2020. And I'm starting in 2019. Life within itself is enough to deal 